0: Hunger in the united states
1: hunger in the united states was at 14 percent of our population uh, today we now uh, know that hunger has dipped to eight percent of america's
0: uh, population former president trump is blasting the decision to keep his facebook suspension in place trump in a statement saying the ban is a total disgrace you're listening to usa radio news
2: Hello, this is Wayne Alaroot for our newest sponsor, Asset Strategies, or ASI for short. ASI is a precious metals powerhouse. They sell gold and silver. Never in history has there been a more important moment to buy gold and silver. ASI has been in business for 39 years. They've served over 20,000 clients and sold $5 billion worth of gold, silver, and precious metals with zero complaints. Last year, gold saw gains of 25%. Silver nearly doubled gold's performance. Now Democrats are in charge. Green New Deal, Open Borders, Free Healthcare for Elite. Bail broke cities and states. The debt is about to go through the stratosphere. The time to buy is now. The owners of ASI, Michael and Rich Checkin, have been my close personal friends for 16 years. ASI is the company I trust when it comes to buying and selling precious metals. Call now to receive a free consultation and a free one-ounce Silver Eagle with every qualifying purchase when you mention the Wayne Alleroo Show. Call 800-831-0007. That's 800-831-0007. Or visit assetstrategies.com.
0: Details regarding an autonomous zone death in Seattle are released.
3: Court papers filed Wednesday says paramedics are to blame for letting teenager Lorenzo Anderson die after he was shot several times on the edge of Seattle's lawless autonomous zone, which was so dangerous the fire department said it needed police escorts just to enter. At the time in June 2020, the area was overrun with anarchists and self-appointed security guards with semi-automatic weapons who would not allow police to enter after 10 p.m., the claimed state. The man who allegedly killed Anderson, Mark. Marcel LaVon Long has been charged with his murder but has yet to be apprehended by police. Dan Nolte, a spokesman for Seattle City Attorney's Office, says Wednesday, we intend to investigate these broad claims and will defend the city in this manner, end quote. The claims were filed against the City of Seattle, King County, and the State of Washington. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry.
0: The Little League World Series set to return to Pennsylvania this August. This comes after the tournament was canceled due to the pandemic last year. USA Radio News.
4: Have you heard the big news? Vent Blotique Las Vegas has a new name. Now you can call this amazing salon Sparkles Beauty Bar. Sparkles Beauty Bar is a full-service salon specializing in blowouts, makeup, cuts, color, and now mobile services. Same great locations in downtown Summerlin and Henderson off of Green Valley Parkway and Horizon Ridge. Check out all they have to offer at sparklesbeautybars.com. That's sparklesbeautybars.com. Let your best hair day be every day.
1: 7, 9.
3: And away we go with Sports Insider Radio. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas. Glad to be with you. We've got the boys ready to rock and roll. We've got John and Mike on the East Coast. And in high altitude, David Miller. No time to waste. There's a lot on the docket. NFL drafts behind us. Stanley Cup playoffs right around the corner. Home stretch of the NBA season. Major League Baseball. John with his barking dogs. And the boys will probably be talking at some point about value and I'll find a way to make it work hi boys what's, what's going on what's up what's up there's the round table let's start let me start with um Mike we got the NFL draft behind us I thought your Ravens did good with the two picks what do you think
5: I think we did well I mean it's funny because you were the one that mentioned to us on the show you said if they get this kid Bateman he's the guy that's I would say overlooked, but from the top tier of those guys that went early in the first round. And, look, I, I don't know much about him, honestly, Brian. He's unbelievable. You, know more, about, you, you know more about him than I do. He's got um, Velcro I'd love to hear that. I love it. Uh, I think it's a it's a solid move. I think they picked up also that kid from Oklahoma State, Wallace, who's a decent wide receiver. That could be some, some nice depth that we have for what we're trying to accomplish. And we picked up a nice guard that, that is going to key that line. And then right after the draft, we signed a, a legitimate big tackle, villain a waiver from the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is unique because we usually don't get those guys from that team. And, um, you know, now we have a sustainable offensive line, some good talent around us. So, you know, I'm excited. I think it was a very well-thought-out draft, which is we're very used to that with the Costa being, you know, uh, the next Ozzie Newsome, self-taught from Ozzie Newsome. So, I'm I'm excited. I think we did pretty well. What about your uh, What about your Bills? How do you think you did?
3: Oh, I think he did good. I trust the GM. They finally got a guy that knows what he's doing. Um, it was interesting. Edge rusher was one of their needs, and not only did they get one, they got two. So, kind of really had rebuilt, not rebuilt, but really stocked up on the defensive line. And you got to trust the guy. He knows what he's doing. That's the thing that happens with the good teams. Like the Ravens may be a bit of an exception. They needed a, another weapon for Lamar Jackson. But the teams that are really good usually are set at the skill positions. So that's why the good teams stay long, good for a long tier time. Because down the bottom portion of the draft, the teams that are good can go and get the non-sexy picks, the offensive linemen, defensive linemen that helps them keep a core together and massage the salary cap. As long as you're good at the skill position department, the good teams keep reloading in the trenches.
5: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the, the method to success. And obviously you need a lot more to go along with it. But when you have that core that's returning from last year and now you add pieces that you believe is going to fix you know, the that, that weak areas on the team, it always helps. And having a full off season, I think, is going to benefit a lot of these rookies much more than last year. And, and even the guys that were first-timers or rookies last year now have a full off season after an actual NFL season, which will, will help a ton. I think we're, we're looking at it from what I read um, last week that the Ravens are looking at 100% capacity, which is going to be really cool to start seeing these stadiums full and packed. and and that home field advantage impacting. Um, But, you know, as much as I love talking about football and being, you know, a homer for the Ravens and obsessed with, you know, just football in general, like right now is such a cool time of the year with baseball and NBA coming right into the playoffs and hockey. And, you know, as much as I want to get to football, I just think, you know, and John will elaborate on that with the barking dogs, but, you know, he is absolutely, you know, every day he comes over here and he's screaming and he's yelling and he's recording <laughs> videos. And, and the guy is so intertwined with baseball. I've never seen him more obsessed about baseball in the 10 years I've been with him. Never in my life have I seen him well, as obsessed.
3: Well, winning and, winning will do that, but why is that, John? Because it's like free money. That's Dave, free
1: money? Where's Dave! Dave!
3: Uh, no, there's no such thing. Go ahead. No uh, 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 value. There you go. It, look,
1: all, all I can say is this: I was telling you the worst bet in baseball was the Dodgers. A few weeks ago, they were at oh, they hit a terrible. high at plus four. They hit a high as they were up five hundred and thirty dollars if you bet them on the seed. They went from high of five thirty down to. Minus 480. And I said all these teams are going to be fighting for a spot in September. They're useless to bet on. And, you know, Dave is a native, born and raised in Seattle. So my hat is off to Dave. The number one most profitable team in the MLB are the 17 and 14 Seattle Mariners, plus $869. And here's the reason why. They have been a favorite three times. They're one and two. They've been a dog the rest of the time. They're 15 and 12 as a dog. Now you take that 17-14 record and you overlay it to the Dodgers. Guess what? Seattle and the Dodgers have the same record, 17 and 14. But the Dodgers are 0-1 as an underdog and 17 and 13 is a favorite. And so this is what I tell people: is that you the the win-loss records don't mean anything. I am. I'm giving out a dog of the day since April 8th on my YouTube channel. I am 14-6 and absolutely free. If you've risked $2,000 on those 20 games, you are up $1,496. I am proving it. There is no money to be made betting favorites. None. Zero. That's why I'm so adamant. I'm only mad, Brian, that yesterday, just for the fun of it, I didn't bet the Pittsburgh Pirates plus 260. Of course, they won 2-1 to one at San Diego because no team is worth laying 260. For my brag day yesterday, I gave out the Cubs for free on YouTube in game one. Then I chased the Cubs in game two. So think about that. You're talking plus, two, plus 150 in the first game, plus 200 plus in the second game. I, I can't imagine the amount of money people lose chasing favorites because they're handicapping pitchers. I'm done. We'll move on to the NBA next. Well, Anybody want to NBA
3: one? we get what are you talking about? We got we got fifty minutes to go. We don't have to Dave, run away from I baseball. mean
1: listen, Dave, I gotta you tell you, I mean I mean I'm looking at these teams. Let's also talk about doing my homework. Um, Brian, have you ever seen this before? And you know it's interesting to me. This I mean maybe it, it's always like this. You look at these MLB standings and what you see is parity, right? The separation from the team in the top of their division is not that. You know, Boston's 18 and 12, big whoopee. Uh, Kansas City's in the top of their division in Central, 16 and 12. Philadelphia is in the top of their division in the NL East. Guess what? They're 15 and 15. Nationals under 500, Mets under 500, Braves under 500, Miami under 500. But the difference we're talking is one or two games. Uh, St. Louis, 17 and 12 in the top of their division. San Francisco, 18 and 12. In the, so you know, you're not really—I mean, I'm—all I see here when I'm looking at the NBA, excuse me, MLB, is parity. 15 and 14, 14 and 14, 13 and 15 in terms of overall win-loss records. It's truly parity. Nobody's breaking away, which is why you got to really be sharp when it comes to betting favorites in baseball and picking and choosing your spots.
6: That sounded great. I still think it's a small sample size, though, brother. I know you hate when I say that, but it's, it's never that easy. But I'll prove it. Good.
1: I'll listen, I'll prove it the entire season. What I will say is, you can okay, also I like that. We'll you, listen. You, but listen, you can also take the you can instead of saying underdogs, you can you can model underdogs within underdogs. So we could say. Well, if you're laying over two hundred dollars, you're a guy that doesn't like to lay one ten in basketball and in football. You want you're looking to get one hundred and five. So uh, on your IE low vig, for an example. So we could make a case that if you simply extract the double digit favorites to two hundred plus, um, then you can, you could say you're not. There's no way to overcome the vig. Can we agree? No small sample size. There's no way to overcome laying $200 plus on any game. I mean, betting the same amount of money.
6: More because of the takeout. I mean, yeah, well, I don't know that there's not any way. There definitely is a way. But pregame on post-sports, I mean, yeah, I'll I'll agree to that. I mean, come on. And
1: and Brian, just so you know, I've started – I've started – Making money and applying the same systems now that we're in the thick of it with hockey. So yesterday, I had Buffalo plus 215, they win 43. I had the Blackhawks, they lost plus 250, lose even money. I had the Devils plus 215, they win 43. I had the Sharks the day before uh, plus 230, they lost. But then I had Buffalo again. So I've been on Buffalo two days in a row, plus these ridiculous prices, because I'm starting to see the same thing is happening in in hockey. So I want to congratulate your Buffalo team for making me a winner the last two days in a row. That was the point of that story.
3: Well, the point of the story is why. And in the NHL, there are like three or four teams right now where as soon as they're – fate was sealed, that they knew they were going to get eliminated. They weren't going to make it. Their hearts ripped right out of their chest. You got the Rangers, uh, Vancouver, Chicago, Calgary. The minute they realized they had they'd went games they had to win in the last 10 days or their season was done and they didn't win, they drove right off a cliff. Uh, the Buffalo example, they've been playing hard because they know they've been eliminated forever in a day. But there's a lot of intangibles that are in play in the hockey right now. Yeah, but, and so, there are, but soft, there are run... soft numbers all over the place.
1: But for the listener out there, isn't that counterintuitive? The team that doesn't care is playing hard. Shouldn't they just do what Houston does and just not care and not right. play?
3: <laughs> well, no. the well the, this, well, the Sabres one's different. The Sabres have been eliminated for a long time. But they fired their coach. And when the coach got fired, the guy that came in... All of a sudden, it's been a resurgence and a resurrection for all these guys who were being badly misused, and they've been they've won like five games recently, and they were plus two fifty in every game. There's no I, I there's know. no way they should be plus two fifty. That the odds that nobody's the betting market has not made any adjustment in that regard. That this is now a team that's playing like a five hundred team, not the Maybe worst team gave, in the league.
1: Kind of. Re- I shouldn't have said anything on the radio. They might be listening. No, to
3: go ahead. no, nothing will change. The other night, the, the, the game the other night, it was like, "Are you kidding me?" It was the the Caps are playing the Rangers. The when range, I saw they were plus two
1: fifty yesterday, after plus two fifteen yesterday, after being plus two twenty, I'm like, "What is going on here?"
3: Yeah. I can't well, believe it. Well, but the Ra- the Caps are playing the Rangers. The Rangers just lost the two games they had to win against the team they were chasing. The Islanders beat them. Basically, the Rangers were done. They they just came to the realization they're not going to make it. Washington's battling for first, and because Ovechkin isn't playing, Washington was only minus fifteen cents. Like it didn't matter if he was playing or he wasn't going to play. Washington was playing for something. New York just got kicked in the teeth, and they made him fifteen cents. And the Caps won six three. It was a horrible number. Washington should have been thirty
1: seven cents today.
3: Yeah, but I said the the first game the number should have been forty and and now now this one's 37. well, that's because Ovechkin they know is out, and the Rangers there's the belief because they got into this little hubbub with Tom Wilson and there was the Rangers are mad at the caps Well, that may last for 10 minutes, but then the caps need the game and the Rangers don't.
1: So are you basically telling me to bet a favorite on the caps tonight?
3: I honestly I swear to you John, that game the I, that game the other night that number was so bad I didn't even, I just went to the puck line plus two, you know whatever it was plus
1: 220 So Dave, can I ask I, a you quick were going to question? Say- sure quick question
6: Okay so for every time I bet whenever I bet on Houston and people say well, well they don't even try how can you do that I I'll, I counter with the same question every time to each person and they they can never kind of back up what they're saying do you have a big ticket on the other side since houston's not trying today did you bet the other side if it's that easy is this the question i'm asking you
1: well, so for me i don't fade you so i basically no 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 no, no. if
6: they're not trying though it's, isn't it basically a steal
1: uh, to be honest with you yes do I believe that okay, Houston's gonna cover tonight? Absolutely do I believe Houston's gonna cover tonight? Absolutely no way. Twenty five thirty oh, if nice. we're well, then I would I would do two. I know I know I'm gonna time. get I know I'm gonna get the WhatsApp ticket in a minute. I did that just for you. Um, but well, my point is no, I'm not overly focused on betting against Houston because what I do realize is you are right, the number is inflated because of it so therefore there's no because of the perception they just lack talent
6: but each person I just I always offer them okay well let's have this debate let's both put up our ticket have the debate unfortunately no one ever puts their
3: ticket up well
1: so here's so sure. some, for instance you're so let's talk about the extremes in the nba and then for an example and then I want to go back to hockey for a second but so you're in colorado right now the number 1 team In all of base in all of NBA betting is the Knicks. So on the far outliers, you have the Knicks at the top; they're 42 and 22, and you have Houston at the bottom; they're 22 and 43. Why? So value. I had to get it in there. My brain is I got to take the Knicks plus four. Now I didn't say I'm going to bet them for all you listeners. But if you put like the proverbial gun to my head, who are you going to bet tonight? There's no chance I'm not betting the Knicks. Because I think that they're giving Denver, the the line is absolutely ridiculous. The line should be pick them. Denver is 31. Listen, Denver is 31 and 34 ATS. They are down three games, forty seven percent on covering the number. Yet they're forty three and twenty two. So that means you already know the line makers got their number. And every line when they're a favorite is overvalued. And as I said it, if you're looking at the screen. With no, 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 with no, 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 no. No, no, no. So all I'll, say, all I'll
3: say is this. Well, wait, wait, what, just this. let me just – what is the – wait, hold on a second. What is the consensus number?
1: Four. Okay. Denver minus four. Yeah. A, a team that's yeah, 31 and it. 34 ATS and a team that's 42 versus a team that's 42 and 22. So this is where I say to myself – I'm more compelled on this matchup than I am on fading Houston because I look at it's like really because what the average person does is they just see that Denver's at home. All right, Denver's at home, Knicks are traveling. So I don't know if you did anything on that game, Um, Dave. I did not make a play on that game. Yeah, I'm just saying to the Nuggets and the
6: Rockets, even though I wasn't gonna bet them. You're just doing it. I don't know. You have a skill at it. You're talking me to the Knicks and the or the Nuggets and the Rockets.
1: So I mean, what I'm telling what I'm telling you is, why would Denver? I'm asking you a question. I don't care what the number is. Why would the line not be Pickem? Now, that's all I'm asking. Why would the line be four with a team that isn't even over 500 ATS?
6: Because that doesn't matter.
1: ATS is basically going and betting
6: red and black, and it's 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 an efficient line at post, so it's irrelevant. People that study ATS. Good luck to them. Well, you but, could the say that. line value, it, Yeah, but the closing line value is efficient in the long run, right or wrong. So you can't try that strategy. Whoever's covering more lately or over the season, try betting them at the end of the year. Let's see how far that gets you. It won't get you anywhere. It, it doesn't matter. It's like saying, well, they've run good Tuesday the last 30 years. It doesn't matter.
1: Well, so what you're basically doing is you're you're applying an auto bet strategy the other way. You're basically saying, No, like, no, I'm not.
6: I don't have either one of those teams. Although the Rockets keeps getting higher, and <laughs> I, I gotta just do a unit and hope for the best, right? No, the Phoenix well, and well, the well, Nuggets. I don't. I'm not betting that.
1: Yeah, but the flip but side of it is, of it is like it doesn't matter at all.
6: Zero. Like they put that on the thing in the sports books so that people feel like it matters. It it doesn't matter at all, though.
1: I mean, Uh, just just one
6: keeps covered. It doesn't matter at all. So let me ask you, uh, Brian.
1: I'm listening. I'm listening. (laughs) Can you hear me?
6: No, but I mean, it doesn't matter at all. It's like this team's done this. This team's okay. Cool. We're on a brand new day. The lines are today. So I don't know. I don't know how it matters. I mean, if you can talk me into it, I'll hear you out. But I don't know. I don't know. Probably the Nuggets win by thirty.
1: <laughs> Let's move on, right? Right. Exactly. No, that's fine. And like I said, what I was going to ask um, Brian was, you know, is it, Philadelphia? You said they're a powerhouse at home, but is 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 you know again from a from an efficiency point of view, have you have I can't remember them being this high on the road lately and covering. So I don't know if it's just like again a huge super overlay. What's their record at home versus the road, Brian?
3: Uh, it's very good. I uh, know. I get it. It's uh, oh, No, sorry.
6: Yeah, big swing. Yeah, my you fault. Were real ten, into to, that one, Brian. ten to Brian.
3: Ten demerits. I get ten demerits. I didn't turn my phone ringer off. Sorry about that.
6: Uh You were the one real into their split on the home and the road. No, no. no there's, there's
3: no. There's no doubt about it. it. It's still. It's honestly, it's tapered off to a degree. Remember, guys, that they only had like two losses for the long time. They're twenty-five and seven at home. They're five over wow. 500 on the road. Well uh, the one thing is here they're a game and a half ahead of Brooklyn. Clearly the game matters to them. Uh, it's the end of a three game trip here. They, their head may be on the on the bus back home. The one thing the only thing I'd be concerned about, well, I'm, there's a lot to be concerned about for starters. Uh, and that's you know, we've been talking about Houston, but it could be one of these deals as well where they know they've got bigger fish to fry and you know it's one of these things that they feel the game's in the cookie jar you know they could be taking guys out in the fourth quarter and so it's hard to trust Houston but in this instance do you trust Philly to put the sasquatch foot on them
6: yeah well said right right yeah but lack of talent this is to me it's kind of a guessing game my strategy here is it it opened thirteen, it's fourteen and a half. Just take a half point more than the going rate at post.
1: Right, I hey, think.
3: What do you? I, I, I got to say this: the the totals in the NBA now are it's unbelievable. Like a low total, yeah. is 217, is two seventeen, two eighteen. Well, I mean, honestly, uh, the Washington game, the totals two forty three and a half. I think that I think that's going to fly over. Um the other night, and I think sometimes the odds makers are telling you something. The game with Indiana, the total was two forty six and a half. I, I I willingly jumped in and said that's the best play of the night is the over in that game. And I mean the it's like an NBA All Star game total. But they're telling you something. And the final was one hundred fifty four one forty one. So, so don't be scared off of by these.
1: Is it just a like, lack of crowds? They don't care. They're not going to play defense. It's, it's just... called
3: a lack of defense in the sport.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't. I know mean, my, my son that. plays pre-COVID. My son was a, a you know forward. They're teaching defense in school. What do they just forget when they get to the NBA? I mean,
3: I don't. Coaches
1: running defensive drills up and down the court all day long. Like, put your hands which, up.
3: Put your hands up. It's the NBA. What was the one? Last week, um, like how do you make this stuff up? The, the NBA's it's a sketchy proposition with Golden State. What, what did they get outscored 29 nothing. Was it a 12? Yeah, we'll let Mike we'll let Mike elaborate a, on that. That is not that was when he got, it's not Mike, possible. What was it? I mean, the wa- Mike. That's the-
1: when you got abused all day because you were I mean, on the other side. Listen, the
3: Washington oh, Generals. My God. The Washington I Generals. Hear about that all over again. The Washington Generals, the team that plays the Harlem Grove Trotters every night and lose every game. The Washington Generals would get a basket before they got outscored twenty nine nothing.
5: It was well Curry was off and they had nobody else. And if he's off, they're in real big trouble. So. That was just one of those games where, you know, he came off that stretch hitting ten plus threes a game and averaging forty points and had that one bad game and there's nobody on that team right now that could really pick it up if he's not flowing and that was a perfect example of it. No supporting cast, Brian.
3: No, I know. It's but like you're sitting there it's going, you can't even make stuff like that up. Like you know. Well Dave.
1: You know, this is the thing with talking about NBA, and you say the ATS spreads don't matter. So I go back no, to – Well, but, but hear me out on this. And it's this. Proven, trying, proven like wait, multiple times I'm, by multiple I'm guys. Try, I'm try, let, let, I'm just hear me out on this. What I'm saying is if you know ahead of time from, ahead of time from a future betting point of view, the teams that are favored to be fighting for a championship at the end, the division playoffs, whatever it is, right? If you know that ahead of time and you follow those odds and you overlay them on and across all sports, uh, what you see over and over again, year after year, it's not a small sample size, is the teams that are the competitive teams to win a championship that have the best records are the least profitable teams to bet on. So, yes, normally the teams like Houston are, the most profitable teams to bet on if they have some talent as opposed to a lack of talent. But when I'm looking for instance, at the NBA and I'm looking at the NBA futures and I'm looking at all the teams that are in the futures. And then I go look at their current ATS records. It's kind of interesting, right? Brooklyn nets are 33 and 33 against the spreads, complete parity, favored to win it all. So, the Lakers are second spot. And this is what I mean by overlay. And I say, Oh, the Lakers are 29 and 35 ATS. So all I'm saying is what I do and same thing in basketball and football and baseball is I look at the futures and I kind of give me as a tell, are the line makers going to be more efficient on the teams that are more competitive, more likely to be there in the end. And there's going to be a greater betting interest. Obviously, If we look at the handle tonight, more so than not, the handle will be bigger on the on a team that's on the Bucks Wizards game than it will be on the Houston game because the Bucks are in there and they have an opportunity to do something. So I'm just saying if you go with that scenario, Brooklyn Nets, you know, odds to win the championship. Nets, Lakers, Clippers, Jazz. Those are the top four. Well, Nets are thirty three and thirty three. Clippers are outperforming. They're 55%. They're 36 and 29, the Clippers. And the Jazz are, of course, outperforming. They're 37 and 28. But the team at the top, the favorite, i.e., the Dodgers, i.e., the Nets, dead lo- loser on juice. That's all I was saying. And you can kind right, of you use talk, those futures you, talk, t-
6: you talked me into it. I just fired the Rockets for five. Large. Uh, Thank
1: you. Uh, <laughs> No, but I'm saying, like, do you you agree that the line makers are more efficient on the teams where they have a larger handle, and they let the lower-rated, non-exciting games that there's real no competitive interest, they make a less efficient line? How else would you explain the Nets being 33 and 33 ATS? Yeah, and I
6: also think Brian summed up today's Rockets game, lack of talent, but there's other factors on the 76-year side, so hearing everything you guys said you talked me into it and yeah the rest of the question do I agree that about parity and all that
1: well do I agree do you agree that the line makers make a more efficient line on the teams that are more likely to be favored on the futures to win it all so the Nets are favored to win it all they're 33 and 33 handle in the last So, so so bigger handle games Right, bigger handle so, games, correct?
6: Well, well, the thing is, the max is still a lot, even on, even in football. People used to say that, you know, when the Jags would play the Titans or something, when, when they were both gutter teams, but the limit was still the same because the betters would move the price to an efficient number. But, but I don't know, maybe, possibly, I'm not sure. I mean, I, mean, I just think it's very if, interesting as as to it's me it's that if there, if there's a bigger handle, you could, you could. Actually, I think some of the ones with bigger handles have the have the bigger views because they get more lopsided. But yeah, I'm not sure on that, uh, Brian. I def- I'm not sure if I had an opinion. <laughs> you know, I would say that. I'm not sure.
3: Well, you know me, guys. I I take you know the auto bet thing and, and things of that nature. Oh, uh, yeah, we know. No, I, I think you get pointed in the right direction and you have a starting point. But again. Like, the intangible stuff, I you know, I always come back to the the numbers and power ratings, and, and I get all that, and analytics. Okay, I'm the old guy. Get off my lawn. But, you know, they're just things that aren't taken into, into account. I've never understood. I've had our, a running friendly debate with Kenny White for years. In football, if a team is in the top five in special teams – their punters always pinning a team inside the ten. Their punt returner averages fifteen yards, but they're they're week in and week out winning the field position battle. How is that not factored into a wagering number? You know, I don't I don't know that I think in the coach. I mean, many times, what's what's the coach he, worth? He thinks it's factored in, or you think? Or who thinks it's uh, no, factored in? No, I, I, it is not factored in, and I think it should be.
6: Yeah, it's interesting, especially if you have a bad team that's able to do that. It seems like there could be some value there. Hmm. Interesting,
3: but I mean, you know, I mean, so but there are intangibles that are in play, like in hockey. I just said there are four teams now that have fall, driven literally off a cliff. But the key, as you do in baseball, John, is to get on board that streak before it's a streak and and go wow, exactly. oh, this team got smoked their heart got ripped right out of their chest yet the number still they making the number like it's they play we're going to play the game last week well their mindset and their mood they don't care anymore they they know that whether they win tonight or not they're not going to make the playoffs and in the short window after that realization kicks in these teams drive off a cliff it's an intangible thing that is never factored into a number
1: so so you're saying I should cool off on Buffalo now. Yeah. I got I got what I got.
3: <laughs> well, they well, they have not they've not adjusted the numbers, but uh yeah, I mean there's only a handful of games left. I no. I mean, now yeah. now we we got we had real games that are like playoff games here in the last 3 4 games of the season in terms of determining home ice. So
1: So is there a compelling value for me to take San Jose tonight? Uh plus
2: 280.
3: Okay, I'll give you one. The other night, Vegas absolutely gives the game away against Minnesota in the third period. Minnesota ties it with the goalie pulled and wins it with just a minute to go. And here's Colorado, who are at the time playing in San Jose. And you know, Colorado is a terrific team. San Jose is going nowhere, and they're going nowhere fast. San Jose's actually got the lead. They're playing good that night. Here's Colorado. They go to the locker room after two periods, down a couple of goals, and they just get wind of the fact that Vegas blew the game in Minnesota, and now they've got a chance to pull within two points of first place, down a couple goals, going into the locker room against a bad team, and they're plus 375, down two goals. Take a wild guess what you should have done there. Colorado, Colorado, come back and win the game. I mean, so like. they, so they give you a mathematical algorithm that says, okay, they're down two, blah blah blah. The number should be this, but the mathematical algorithm doesn't tell you that while they went in the locker room, they just found out the team they're chasing just lost. They were going to come out and rip these guys head off their shoulders. That's in no, right. that's not in an algorithm anywhere. Right.
1: But what about
3: tonight, though? Oh, I think I like I like it to be a high-scoring game. Color, San, I love it. No San, no, San, San Jose's two defensemen aren't Burns and Carlson aren't playing any defense, and they're constantly jumping into the play, and they're not hitting anybody. It's like San Jose's three games away from being on the golf course and making a tee time, right? So the last thing they want to be doing is banging into the wall and into the corners. With two games to go in the regular season, when they know they're going nowhere fast and get hurt and spend all summer rehabbing, so there's not going to be any hitting in this game. It's going to—I wouldn't want to be the goalie in that game tonight.
5: <laughs>
1: Dave, did you get did you get involved in the Kentucky Derby before I asked my question to Brian? No, no, that's you guys. Right. So Brian, Thank you. literally, I just logged in and I said, "I'm." Betting on Baffert. That's it. I don't care if I lose. What's the odds? If I you would have told me seven years ago, this guy would win seven consecutive Kentucky Derbies. You don't need to handicap. You don't seven. need to read the chart. Se-
3: seven, not consecutive. Seven. A seven.
1: But what, 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 what? I mean, really? Like, why wouldn't that? I mean, when? That it's just insane. I mean that that there there has to be.
3: It seems too weird. Pickers yeah, but he, but even he didn't. Honestly, even he didn't think he was going to win this race. And the reason the get the horse gets all the credit in the world, but the numbers, right. the the odds were telling you it wasn't a good three year old crop. And the favorite, to 1, right. the favorite was massively bettable. He'd run four races where that's who he is, and someone was going to peak on this day and beat him. To his credit, essential quality ran good again, but the reason, the main reason that Medina Spirit wins the Derby, the race was lost at the starting gate by Rock Your World. Rock Your World beat that horse in the San Anita Derby by getting the lead on him, and Rock Your World broke from the 15 hole, got absolutely destroyed by the 14 coming out and the 17 coming in. The 16 was scratched. Rock Your World got destroyed at at the starting gate, and Medina Spirit got the lead. And just slowed it down enough to have enough to hang on. But, I mean, hey, listen, Velasquez, it's a jockey race. He wins his fourth. Baffert wins his seventh. And they're coming your way, shorter distance at a mile and 316th, and it's usually a speed-favoring track. And Rock Your World, from what I understand, is not – I'm shocked. I I would make this case. If Rock Your World – who ran 17th in the Kentucky Derby. If Rock Your World shows up and runs in the Preakness, Rock Your World would be the favorite over Medina Spirit.
1: So you're saying I should just pull up and let Mike run in and he can rock our world? Well, it,
3: it, <laughs> well his world got rocked in the starting gate. No, uh, no, 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 no. If I were you, <laughs> drive Mike to the golf course. Do Never, never take him back to the track. Well, it, we can it, on the way to the
1: golf course we have to stop at Pimlico. So it kind of works right. out that
3: way. <laughs> can you hand can you can, can you handcuff him in the car? <laughs> I got to park. He's got to run in. I just can't oh, give, oh, him, oh, I can't oh, give him the I well, can't well, give him the whole bag. Oh, he's he, oh he's your runner. Okay, there you go. Yeah, exactly. I can't that, give him the whole bag. That's what it's come down to. No, but that he was a, that, It was a great it was a great day. A fun weekend of horse racing. But the good thing for your backyard is that it looks like a field of 10 is expected because for the first time in a long time, there were four horses across the track with a chance to win. So that bodes well for the Preakness. It won't be a dinky field. Be a bunch of new now, shooters is, and 10 going to go.
1: Is the favorite that was favored in the la- in the derby coming to no. Kumiko?
3: Essential uh-huh. quality is going to the Belmont. And as of this
1: morning... Why would he skip the Preakness? Because I guess there's no Triple Crown. It doesn't matter.
3: Um... He's just run a lot of races. They're, they're, they're saying they think he, he'll be able to get the distance in the Belmont at a mile and a half, and they want to get him a you know, triple crown race. They think if they freshen him up for the Belmont, because the, the problem is if they run here and they put all their eggs in this basket and he gets beat, he's going to be worn down and have nothing for the Belmont. So they, they think they got a better – it's a smart move.
1: Right. And what's the chance of this horse, Baffert's horse being a Triple Crown winner in your eyes?
3: Oh, boy, I don't think so. But I didn't think he was going to win this race. Right. But, you know, the jockey stole the race. I mean, it it was pace makes the race. The the horse that would have pressed him on the front end got left at the starting gate. This horse got an easy lead. Rest assured, now they come to the Preakness. No one's letting him get loose. Somebody's going to go run with him.
5: Mike, no golf today? Um, you know, I took the day off, got a haircut. Today's a recovery day, Brian. From? Um, I gotta, can you imagine this? Can you imagine well, well, this? Dave, what are you,
3: what, a what day are you from recovering golf? from?
5: Well, I ran, <laughs> I, had a, I ran a obstacle course race with no show. Here's the funny part. You're going to love this, and, and Dave will probably laugh in about 30 seconds. My training for an eight-mile, tough-terrain, 27 obstacle course race was golf, swinging a club and walking. That's it. I, I didn't work out. out. I didn't train. I didn't get on a treadmill. Now I did Peloton probably once a week, but lately with the, with the golf season, it's kind of hard to Peloton and golf in the same day. Cause I don't want to burn my legs out. Tell me about this. Obstacle,
3: tell me about this obstacle course thing.
5: Well, so you run, you do a lot of Ninja warrior obstacles, you do a lot of endurance obstacles where you're running through mud. Um, it's just, it's all kinds of various obstacles that you have to overcome. There's one that's this huge 70 degree slide. We have to climb up this huge uh, ramp and pull yourself up with the rope. And then you have to slide down this slide. That's about 70 degrees. Well, I, I had an injury where I slid down the slide and water got up my nose and it inflamed this vagus nerve. I call it the vagus nerve, is what the doctor told me. And I had uncontrollable hiccups every three seconds for 48 hours until it passed. Wow. But you know what? The only thing that subsided it, guess what? Golf. When I'm out there and I'm not paying attention to the hiccups, they mysteriously went away for the time I was playing. But, Brian, I'm dialed in right now. I'm shooting in the high 80s. Almost had a hole in one. I didn't send it to you. I sent it to John, but literally was a foot away, not even, from the cup, about 170 out on a par three. So I'm getting there. You know, we're dialed in right now. I'm excited. It's golf season. But today was a recovery day because my legs have just been torched from this uh, savage race. I'm just trying to get back into golf shape is what you call it. Okay.
3: You know, listen, I try to do this every day, not by design, but I, I try to learn something every day, even being older. The vagus nerve is uh, cited as the nougogastric nerve, is the 10th cranial nerve, and interfaces with the parasympathetic control of the heart, lungs, and digestive tract. Up, oh, there's your hiccups.
5: Mm. There's my hiccups. There are my burps there's the uncontrollable combination of I, I was of trying thrift. to tell
1: him to hold his, I said, just hold your breath as long as you possibly can. What we we don't understand
5: sleeping. Did it ruin your no, sleep? So it, no, not at all. Surprisingly, I think when you're not thinking about it, it, it's not super active. But while I'm sitting in the office and I'm trying to talk, I'm doing these three hiccups at a time every three seconds. Like it's, I, I, I can only Dan imagine.
3: I, I can only imagine how hard it would be to hit like a four foot left to right sliding putt while hiccupping.
5: Well, you know what? It went away because my focus <laughs> was completely intact with trying to swing and trying to figure out what I'm, you know, how I'm going to you know, obviously design it and the shot itself, and it just it went away. And then you know what was funny? The my friend. Who's a nurse she's she knew exactly what it was she goes go get yourself something really really cold like a smoothie because that's like a cold compress for your throat which eventually should work so I got one of those I basically lived off ice cream and smoothies for 48 hours and then I woke up Monday morning the, the the,
3: the good news is you're getting ready to run the obstacle course the hiccups are gone but you put 17 pounds on
5: well, let me know. It was the reverse. I already ran the course. <laughs> oh, okay. But listen, I, for, real
1: quick for our golf listeners that don't care about his golf but care about making money, you got any live dogs in this Wells Fargo Championship game? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at the. I'm looking at. I'm looking at the prices. I don't see anything
3: outrageous. As I'm looking wrong. I got um, Joaquin Neiman about thirty-five, forty to one. I think is a real okay. good play this week and i've got a belief oh, that Shane yeah. Lowry's going to show up this week around 60 to 1 is Sadecki playing in this thing i haven't looked no i don't believe so no okay. i mean the, the, J, uh, justin thomas is back the shambos playing Shoffley's playing Webb simpson um i'll do what i always do i you know you, you swing for the overlay and then on friday night you watch the first two rounds and you make a determination but I watch out for Shane Lowry and Neiman this week.
1: You never get into golf, David. Not really. I mean, if betting. There's market, I don't mean playing. If
6: there's, if there's market value, I, I have before. I've even gotten into horse races. I told you guys that story. The, the pick sixes, we all pulled right. our money. We hit one, but then it, but then it was. Sorry about. There's an ambulance or something, um, but. We hit one, but it was it was split 39 ways. So I think we probably or had a small profit because the favorite. We had every combination in the last race, but the favorite one. So we're kind of hoping one of the dogs would win, and it would have been a huge payday. Uh, but in the golf matchups, we we just the prop the props on overlay so, or or random uh, to win the tournament, but. Just from other people, and I would shop it and put a little bit on it. If it wasn't a serious thing, I'll say. Not to love with you
1: guys I mean, you it's know, I can't hear you. Hey, China, hey China. By, the way,
3: by the way, uh, I was watching, I don't know why, the Weather Channel this morning. Be careful, buddy. I, they, they said Baltimore, Washington. It could be some really bad storms rolling through there this afternoon.
1: Yeah, it's funny because the sky was black. That's that's why I have the rest day. The sky was black. Listen, the sky was black. Now it's sunny. and I literally was going to hop on the bike. Now I'm going to double check when the radio shows over. You might have just saved me from getting picked up by a tornado on the bike.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it's funny. It's it's like Baltimore, Washington, maybe southeastern Pennsylvania. It's like, just they're like, you know, keep your head up. You don't know.
1: Yeah, well, so that's the other thing. What's that? When's this supposed to happen today in Baltimore?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah late they, af- mid-afternoon, late afternoon.
1: And we have a 340 Oreo game uh, here that starts in the, right, basically 40 minutes after we get off there. And it says, it's interesting, uh, it says the Colorado-San Francisco game is rain-delayed. Uh, are, are you getting a lot of rain over there, Dave? rain delay here? It, it says Colorado-San no Francisco rain-delay. Yeah, I see that right oh, now. No, it's beautiful weather here. It's sunny and like you're hot. looking at the same thing I'm looking at on the screen, right? It says rain delay next to the Yeah, year. there's Colorado no way it's rain delayed here. There's no, there's no way it's, the game's rain delayed. How though? There's no rain. <laughs> okay, I'm, it must be a technical glitch on their part, but you it, know it's it, interesting. Yeah, no, it's a glitch. We're right by the ballpark. It's definitely,
6: it, it, it's probably just delayed for something else, and they, and they, rather than put the effort. To say why they just put that.
3: How many games have you gone to, David?
6: Just one, but I was just telling my cousin right now that we should check out. Like today would have been perfect to go to a game, but um I don't think so. Today would be perfect. This is, this is the perfect day here. It's beautiful weather here. I'm going to run in the park. I, I had it set for. I said for today. I'm going to run in the park on the first beautiful day. So. I, I had already made that
1: plan. I'm going to go after this. Otherwise, now yeah, the games sound perfect, huh? How's the uh, how's the how's the heat in Vegas right
3: now, Brian? Uh oh, it's toasty today. I think 90 low 90s today. 99 is the high tomorrow. So, I was going to ask you. Let's say
1: the preseason games or the early September games in Vegas when it's still hot. Do uh, you think that's a big issue for teams coming and playing in that desert heat? Because that's really interesting that, you know, there's not many stadiums in a desert, if you think about it.
3: Nah, it's, I mean, there's a roof.
1: Right, 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 mean, right, right.
3: Go swimming before the game and cool off and go play.
6: <laughs> Doesn't that make it worse when you go swimming
3: before the game? Probably. I probably. Just, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, but it's a preseason game. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs>
6: There's an ad for you. There's some value for you uh, to go which
3: teams on that. So what are you? What are Dave, you going to be focused on? Baseball here the rest of the week, John. And always looking for well, the. Barking I, was, dog? I was just going to ask. That's what I was just going to ask, Dave. So
1: obviously, I'm completely, solely focused on baseball. Literally, every if I just don't. I just my success in basketball in terms of my own systems I've, that I'm paper trading. Just is ridiculous. I just follow Dave's lead. Obviously, I don't actually fade Dave. We just have fun on radio. That's I go with Dave John. I go with. That's I, I couldn't hear him. I go with. Uh, I go with his basketball. Um, but I, let's just say, even if I don't bet his selections, I might. I won't fade him. What I was going to ask you, Dave, is when are you going to do that transition, where you go? Are you going to be, or are going to just stick with NBA and just run it all the way through June? No, I I bet. I bet baseball, I, I'm not hardcore
6: like you where I'm tracking everything, I'm knowing every price, but I bet I'm into it a little bit, but it's more discrepancies and some just I'm all over the place, and parlays, some in-game. I do know right. one thing that was pretty surprising last night, so you guys will probably sleep. When the, when the game went into X training and it went to the bottom of, well then well well it was a seven inning game and went to the bottom of the ninth. The Cubs before the bottom of the ninth were minus three ninety. Think of that. Usually usually when they have kind of that three half inning to, to try to score and end it, it's somewhere right. around like one seventy, one ninety. They were minus three ninety. So I, was, I I'm not sure what the details were, and that was with no runners on. So that must have literally been the stacked part of the lineup against a terrible fifteen. I don't know, but that that was surprising. And sure enough they hit a double and then got a run in real fast. So Right. I mean I was, was on the Cubs the for I've the, I've game. Right. The, Cubs the game. I've never seen on
1: one. Really? Especially well like you said, the they must they must have known the line they must have known the lineup. But see, you know, like when I look at games like yeah. today and I know we're coming to the end of the show, but I mean, like, there's no way, like, people are going to just chase Darvish. People are going to be playing the Dodgers. You want to talk yeah. about an overlay? I mean, the Dodgers lost two in a row. You know everybody's going to be playing for the anti-sweep of the Cubs. So, for me, don't you agree from a dog spot yeah. At post Cubs, there's probably sure. value on the Cubs? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because See, we can agree. Well, well, rarely.
6: I hate agreeing with you because you're usually wrong. But if the Dodgers spread goes <laughs> then it's better, it's gone down a little bit somehow, because it opened, I, it opened like, well, minus one seventy five in some places, and now it's down to as low as minus one sixty. But yeah, I agree, that should go back up, and that's that's a standard value spot, as Brian likes to say. Standard
1: va- How about for Brian? Standard value auto bet spot. Hey, Is Nick, good enough I'll, tell, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, I'll
3: tell, I'll tell you what we got to do. Next Think week next week we got to find a better spot for Dave in his condo to stand because the ske- ske- signal got sketchy there at the end. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Listen, uh it's going to be a fun week. Lots on the docket as always. Sportsinsiderradio.com. We invite you to check it out. Mike, hit him straight. Thank you, sir. John, be careful riding the bike in the wind. Yes, sir. And David, go to a baseball game. Yeah, I want to do
6: that. Thank you. Good
3: idea. All right. We'll do it again next week. We invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning
5: at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.gov.
0: USA Radio News with Tim Berg. A federal judge is overturning the national eviction ban, which was recently extended by President Biden. The CDC has banned most evictions since September of last year, and Biden extended that protection to renters until July. Judge Dabney Frederick striking down the executive order, delivering a victory for property owners who have challenged the moratorium. At least two other federal judges have questioned the CDC's power to ban evictions, as landlords say they can't afford to continue housing people for free.